Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Challenge of the Yukon Original Air Date is January 23rd, 1950, and the title is The $10,000 Reward. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. Now, as gunshots echo across the windswept, snow-covered reaches of the wild northwest, Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice, the breakfast cereal shot from guns, present the challenge of the Yukon. It's Yukon King, swiftest and strongest lead dog of the Northwest, blazing the trail for Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police in his relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. On King! On Huskies! Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. A stampede to the Klondike in the wild race for riches. Back to the days of the gold rush. With Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice, bringing you the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet the challenge of the Yukon. Stop, look, listen. Here's a super idea for your breakfast tomorrow morning. First, pour out a heaping bowlful of delicious, crisp, nourishing Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice. Then cover it with good, thick, rich yellow cream. Top it with chilled fruit. And the very sight of it makes your mouth water for a taste. Take a big spoonful. And when crisp, tender, flavorful Quaker puffed wheat or rice melt in your mouth with the velvety, smooth, rich cream and sweet fruit, there's a super treat you'll want often. So get ready. Get super delicious, nourishing Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice right away. As Sergeant Preston rounded a bend on the Yukon Trail, he saw a mail sled stop just ahead of him. There was a man kneeling beside the sled. And as he heard the sergeant's team, he turned toward the oncoming sled. The man's beard was frosted white. Even his eyebrows were white. The sergeant didn't recognize him as one of the regular drivers. Suddenly, the man stood erect. He held a gun in his hand, and he fired at the sergeant. A bullet hit the sergeant in the chest. He lost his grip on the bar and fell from the runners into a snowbank. King, who was working in harness, stopped the team. The bearded man was running toward the heavily wooded riverbank. But King only growled at him and led the team back to his fallen master. He got me, King. I, I'd better run a harness, sure. As the sergeant reached for the traces, he lost consciousness and dropped back into the snowbank. King started to chew through the leather that held him to the sled, and in a few minutes he was free. Then, barking, nipping, and growling, he forced the other members of the team to form a complete circle around the sergeant and crouch down in the snow, a barrier of thick coats and warm bodies against the bitter cold. King ordered the team to stay there and race down the trail to the roadhouse they had passed five miles back. King knew every inch of the trail, and it was there he knew he would find the closest help. 
the thought of his master lying in the snow drove him on, his heart pounding as he raced over the hard-packed snow. And when he reached the roadhouse, he threw himself against the door. A moment later, the owner's son opened it. Dad, look here. It's King. King started back down the trail, asking the boy to follow him. He wants us to go with him, Dad. Yes, he sure does. Uh, something's happened to the sergeant. How can you tell? You see that bit of trace hanging from his harness? King chewed through it. All right, King. We'll come with you as soon as we get a team harnessed. And when the old man and his son reached the scene of the shooting, the sergeant was still lying in the snowbank. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I'll tend the sergeant. You take a look at that mare slate up ahead. See why it's standing there all by itself. Yeah, I'll take a look. All right, out of the way, dogs. Give me some room. Uh, you're a great dog, King. I hope we didn't get here too late. No, he's still alive. The bullet hit him pretty high. I don't figure he's going to die. Dad, there's a man lying on top of the mail here. Well, is he hurt? He's dead. Murder? Looks like it to me. Yes, and the same polecat that killed the mail driver shot the sergeant. There's eh? some tracks leading over to the woods. Well, follow them. See what you can find. Go slow and be ready with your gun. I aim to be. It began to snow heavily as old Lige bandaged the sergeant's wound. And just as he had finished, his son reappeared from the woods. All right, come on, Pete. Help me lift him onto our sled. All eh? right. What did you find? Somebody had a sled and a team hid in there. It's gone now. All right, easy. Expect I ought to follow his trail. Uh, there won't be any trail for long with this snow. Now I'll need your help. I'll drive this sled, you drive the mail sled. King will bring the sergeant's team along after us. All right, get around there. The sergeant was taken back to the roadhouse, and by the time he regained consciousness, Corporal Downey had been brought from Dawson. Hello, sergeant. Oh, hello, Jim. <laughs> King. How are you, boy? Jim, where am I, anyway? Lige Wilkins' roadhouse. Yes, I remember... Just a few miles beyond this, when I saw the mail sled. The driver was killed. Huh? And the man I saw, the one who shot me... He must have done it. I'm going after him. Robbery? 20,000 in gold missing from the sled. Can you give me a description? Well, he's wearing mucklucks, caribou parka. That doesn't help much. About six feet tall, heavy beard, I don't know what color... Seemed to be white, but that was frost, I'm sure. King would know him, Sergeant. You'll have to take it easy for a while. Do you mind if I take King with me? No, not at all, Jim. He could follow his trail. There is no trail. It's been snowing steadily ever since it happened. Elijah's son found a spot in the woods where the killer had hidden his team. Huh? He headed south from there. If King ever meets him, he'll let you know about it. That's what I figure. I'd like to get started right away. Good idea, Jim. King, boy... You're going with Jim. Oh, that's a tough assignment. Doesn't want to leave you. Duty, King. Work to be done. Go with Jim. <coughs> he understands, Jim. You won't have any trouble with him. No, of course not. So long, Sergeant. Get well fast. I'll do my best. Come on, King. Goodbye, fellow. Constable Downey never caught up with the killer. The blizzard that blanketed the Yukon seemed to have wiped away all trace of him. And for once, it seemed that the Northwest Mounted would be unable to get their man. But although Downey returned to Dawson with King eventually, 
every member of the force continued to work on the case in addition to their regular patrols. Six months passed. The spring breakup came, and Dawson was flooded with newcomers. High Desmond and his partner, Ike Sherman, were among them, and they began to speculate in claims, with High providing the money and Ike doing the field work. One afternoon, the two of them were standing on the veranda of the Palace Hotel when... Quick, inside. What's the matter? That dog coming down the street. He looks to be heading straight for us. He is. Inside. What's the matter with you, anyway? I'll tell you when we get to our room. And a few moments later, when High had carefully locked the door of the room... <laughs> I never saw anything funny in my life, scared of a dog. So it's funny. Well, I'll admit he was a big one. He didn't seem to be very friendly, but to be afraid of a dog... That dog belongs to Sergeant Preston. Oh. And he remembers me, I could tell. Remembers you from where? That's my business. Anything to do with that steak you pulled out of thin air last winter? Yes, it has. Hey, now, why don't you tell me all about it? The less you know, the better. Yeah, maybe you're right. But you've broken the law yourself in your time. Uh, to you, I'll admit it. And I'll admit this to you. This, uh, this business. Sergeant Preston was mixed up in it. He wouldn't recognize me, though. He only saw me for a second, and I've changed completely. Clean-shaven, city clothes. No, I'm not worried about him. The dog. He remembers. And if he should be walking down the street someday with a sergeant, and he saw me, he might jump at my throat. Then, I don't like to think about it. He might jump at your throat, huh? Hey, you must have treated him pretty rough. That doesn't matter. Or maybe it was the sergeant. I heard he was wounded last winter. Never mind. I won't feel safe in Dawson as long as that dog is alive. Then why don't you get rid of him? How can I? He'll never let me get close to him. Yeah, you're right. You're right not to try it, I. Your only chance would be in the run back at headquarters sometime late at night. And if you were to be caught there... I'm not going to try it myself. Now, what does that mean? Ike, I'll give you $1,000 if you'll kill that dog. <laughs> Make it two. All right, I will. Yeah. No, I, uh, I wouldn't take a chance like that for less than uh, 10000 I'll give you 10000 if you kill that dog. You serious? Yes. $10,000. Well, I'll have to think about it. Maybe I can figure out a way. $10,000, huh? I stayed in his room all that afternoon and had his supper sent up. Ike ate with him, but went out that evening. And when he returned about 10 o'clock, he had two packages. Hey, look, I. What have you got there? $10,000, and it only cost me five, even at Dawson prices. Yeah, what's that? Uh, a steak, caribou steak, best cut I could buy. In a watch. I cut it this way and this way. And then I pour in this practically tasteless white potter. There. Now, how's that? Not a sign of it, huh? What is it? Strychnine. Enough to kill a horse. Now, I ask you, hi, could any dog resist a steak like this, huh? <laughs> It was midnight and as dark as it would get in June. The sun had set an hour ago and would rise again in another hour. Ike approached the run and back of headquarters carefully. The dogs were asleep. There was no one around. He could see King in the first run. 
He touched the package beneath his coat. Now he was at the fence. Once more he looked around. No one in sight. He called softly. King. King stirred in his sleep. Hey, wake up, King. The great dog opened his eyes. A low growl sounded in his throat. But it was an indecisive growl. He didn't know this man. He would let his actions prove whether he was a friend or not. The man took a paper parcel from under his coat and unwrapped it. The delectable fragrance of fresh meat reached King's nostrils. The man held out a caribou steak. This is for you, King. I brought you something to eat. There you are. Nice steak. King sniffed the meat and looked back at the man. One of the other dogs woke up and smelled the meat. He made a lunge at it. But King snapped at him and drove him back. That's right, King. Keep it all for yourself. King continued to watch the man. Go on. Go on, eat it. It's all yours. I won't try to take it away. Go on, King. King made no move. Now, what's the matter? Won't you eat while anybody's watching you? Hey, you're not like most dogs. No. I better get out of here. I can wait for the proof of the pudding. King watched the man until he was out of sight. Then he crouched down and sniffed the meat once more. We'll continue our adventure in just a moment. if we're going to have a visitor today. Well, sure enough. And our visitor is a lady. A rather elderly one and dressed up a bit behind the times, but... Hello there, young man. Why, hello. I am the old woman who lives in the shoe. You're what? You're the old woman who lives in the shoe? Yes, indeed. Well, I guess the housing shortage is rather bad. Oh, we don't mind. We? Yes, myself and all the children. Oh, that's right. You're the lady with so many children, you don't know what to do. But I do. Huh? I mean, I do know what to do with the children. I see. They're really very well behaved nowadays. Oh? Especially around breakfast time. Ah. Everything's fine now since we started having good breakfast of Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice. I take it the children kind of go for wheat or rice shot from guns. Oh, indeed they do. We have the wheat one morning and rice the next. That's a fine idea. It's easy on me, too, what with having such a large family. You mean because Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are so easy to serve? Yes, and with milk or cream and fruit, they make an economical, nourishing breakfast. That's right. Wheat or rice shot from guns furnishes added food values of restored natural grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. And you know the children have been so good lately. I promised them a special treat tonight. Their choice of Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat with their favorite fruit. <laughs> well, sir, the woman who lives in the shoe has a fine idea there. Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat hit the spot at supper time as well as breakfast time. These king-size kernels are shot from guns to make them bigger and better tasting. Yes, they're actually exploded up to eight times normal size to make them crisp and tender. Don't be missing out. Make sure you get both delicious kinds, Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, tomorrow. Now to continue. 
The following morning, Sergeant Preston came out to the run with food for the dogs. King always ate last, preserving discipline among the others as they ate. But this morning, he was standing closest to the gate as the sergeant opened it. He looked up into his master's face and then nosed the untouched steak at his feet. Oh, what's this, King? Someone throw you a steak? And you wouldn't touch it until I'd given you permission. That's remembering your lessons, boy. Now, let's see it. It was strange that... What's this? The sergeant found the slit in the steak. He took a pinch of the white powder inside and held it to his nose. I'll bet it's strychnine. Good thing you won't accept food from anyone but me, King. It saved your life. All right, quiet down. Take it easy, you'll all get fed. Get around, After the dogs had been fed, the sergeant showed the steak to Constable Downey. That dirty so-and-so. The question is, who would want to poison King? He's helped you put a lot of crooks behind bars. But the fact they're behind bars eliminates them. I suppose you could check around town and try to find out who bought this steak in the strychnine. Everybody buys caribou steak, and nearly everybody uses strychnine to kill rats. No. You sound as if you had an idea, though. Well, I can't help thinking about the man who killed the mail sled driver. <laughs> man I didn't catch. Well, it wasn't your fault, Jim. Well, just consider, the only one who can identify that man is King. The killer might realize that. Say, and... that'd mean he's in town. Something to think about. From now on, King isn't going to leave my side. And if we do meet this man... The king will let you know. He's sure to. We're not writing that case off as an unsolved mystery yet. That same morning, High Desmond was watching Front Street from the window of his hotel room. He saw the sergeant and king pass by, and he called Wyke. Come here. What? Look, the sergeant and his dog. Hey, too bad. They like tried anyway. You don't get paid off for trying. Yes, I do. Don't make me laugh. I get paid off, Hi. Uh-huh, you did make me laugh. Hi, the same man that wounded the sergeant last winter killed a mail sled driver and stole $20,000 in gold. You know, that man was never found. But I could tell the Northwest wanted where to look. Now, how about it? Do I get the 10000 You'd blackmail me. I guess that's what you'd call it. I'll, uh, take a check, Hi. You got nearly 50000 in the bank. You can spare it. You dirty rat. Cut it out. You're hooked and you know it. And I suppose this is only the first installment. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, write the check. I want to cash it today because I'll be going up to Wilderness Creek first thing in the morning. You know, when I work hard for you, Hi, I want you to make lots of money. <laughs> That evening, High slipped out of the hotel and through the crowds on Front Street until he reached the bridge over the Klondike. He crossed it to Shantytown and then hurried on until he reached a disreputable shanty on one of Shantytown's most disreputable streets. Who's there? Hi, open up. Uh, hello, Hi. Is Bart here? Why, sure. How are things? I hear you're loaded with Mazuma, Hi. Maybe we should take some of it away from him, Bart. <laughs> Just for old times' sake. <laughs> How would you like to earn some? Us? <laughs> Work? <laughs> Job won't take you long. Pays $10,000. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Who do we have to kill? Two people. Two people and a dog. My partner, Ike Sherman. Sergeant Preston and his dog, King. Sergeant Preston? Uh-uh. No, thanks. Not for me, either. Now, wait a minute. I got it all worked out. It'll look just as if I and a sergeant killed each other. 
You can make it look that way easy. Just listen and wait until I finish before you give me your answer. The following morning, Constable Downey found a printed note slipped under the door at headquarters, and he took it to the sergeant at once. Read this, sergeant. All right. I heard... Heard spelled H-E-R-D. Yeah. Heard a man who calls himself Ike Sherman say he going to Pison, P-I-Z-E-N, Pison your dog. He go to Wilderness Creek today. Huh. Ike Sherman. You know him? I know who he is. He lives at the palace. What are you going to do? Going to have a talk with him, that's sure. Come on, King. <laughs> the sergeant inquired at the palace for Ike and learned that he had already left town. He returned to headquarters long enough to confer with Downey. And then, because the trail to wilderness was so bad, he decided not to ride. He packed a knapsack and, with King at his side, started out. Once on the trail, he broke into a brisk dog trot, a pace that he could maintain hour after hour, and King trotted easily at his side. Toward noon, they were passing through a clearing in a dense woods, and King growled a little and slowed down. The sergeant stopped. Above the trees, somewhere on the trail ahead, he could see a column of smoke rising. Campfire King. Think we ought to take it easy, huh? How about sticking to the cover of the trees? This way, boy. Swiftly and silently, they worked their way through the forest until they were able to see the campfire without being seen. That's Ike Sherman, boy. That's the man we're looking for. The sergeant checked his gun and eased it back into its holster. And he was about to start forward, but King held back. Now what? Someone else around? King was looking at a thick clump of trees beyond the campfire. The sergeant followed his gaze. I see. Maybe it wouldn't be too healthy to step out into the open. All right, King, lead the way. Show me, boy. Back on the trail, High Desmond was hurrying as fast as he could. Smoke up ahead must be Ike's campfire. Heard any shots, though. I'll be in time. Wait until Bart and Dirk get Ike and the sergeant and the dog. Then I'll get them. Leave them all for the wolves. The sergeant and King crept through the underbrush inch by inch. They could see two men crouched behind trees near the trail. Easy, sir. What if the sergeant don't come? He will. And when he does, Ike, don't try to warn him. We want you sitting there prim and proper. Say anything but hello and you're a dead man. Uh, I won't say anything. The sergeant and King were only 20 feet away from the two men when in spite of his extreme care, a branch snapped beneath the sergeant's weight. Hey, what was that? Animal, maybe. Sir, a Mountie. That's a redcoat. Dunking! As the Mountie and King took cover behind a great pine, Bart opened fire. The sergeant's first shot in return dropped Bart to the ground. Dirk was firing now. It was impossible for the sergeant to pick him off. He, too, was shooting from behind a tree. The duel continued for five minutes, but finally... Oh! I knocked him out, sergeant. I got him on the rock. Yes, I can see. Come on, King. I didn't expect any assistance from you, Sherman. You saved my life. I did. They were waiting for me as I came along the trail. Somehow they knew you'd be following me, and they wanted to get us bored. Made me sit here by the campfire, but they had me covered every minute. I'll listen to you after I've taken a look at this man. That's Bart Jonas. The other one's Dirk Reynolds. Don't waste any sympathy on Bart. If he's dead, good for him. He isn't dead. Bullet couldn't have done much more than knock him out. I'll put some handcuffs on Dirk. Take his gun. I'll bandage this wound. 
Don't you know why I was following you, Ike? No. Why'd you try to poison what? King? Hey, who told you that? Answer my question. I'll... Listen to me, Sergeant. You gotta listen to me. All right, talk. Hi's behind all this. Hi? Hi, Desmond, your partner? Yeah. He was the one that told you I tried to poison King, wasn't he? He wrote a note accusing you. He offered me $10,000 to do it. He's afraid of King. Because King knows that High killed a mail driver last winter. Oh? King started after him day before yesterday. We were standing out in front of the palace. High ran inside. That's when he offered me the money. But, Sergeant, I'm not a killer. And High is. Now that he's got money, he hires gunmen like Bart and Dirk. Why do you want you killed? Because I know about him. And you've been blackmailing him. All right, all right, I have. That isn't the same as murder. Can you prove that High killed the mail driver? I can testify he showed up in Skagway with a lot of gold right after it happened. And he was hiding out. Soapy Smith gave him protection. That isn't proof. King can prove he did it. No, he can't. Hold that dog, Matty, or I'll throw him through the heart. Easy, King. High had stolen up to the campfire, keeping to the cover of the trees along the trail. And because the breeze was in the wrong direction, King had not caught his scent until he stepped into the open. Well, it's a good thing I didn't leave this job to Bart and Dirk. <laughs> I laughed uproariously, but kept his gun level. Neither the sergeant, Ike, or King moved a muscle, because behind High, they could see the red-coated figure of Constable Downey swiftly closing in on him. The constable's gun was drawn. And now I'm going to have the pleasure of killing all three of you. Myself. You're shooting us because you killed the driver of the mail sled, and you know we can send you to the gallows for it. That's right. But nobody else can. <coughs> and after you're all dead, I'll tell the police it was Ike did it. And that you died trying to capture him, Sergeant. Died like a hero. Like this. <coughs> Constable Downey brought the barrel of his revolver down on Desmond's head, and the killer dropped to the ground. Thanks, Jim. Everything all right, Sergeant? Everything's fine now. David, where'd he come from? If we suspected you of being guilty of a crime, Sherman, we saw no reason why your partner might not be involved in it. Constable Downey was detailed to watch him. I couldn't keep any closer without his finding out that he was being followed. You kept us close enough. We gave him time enough to admit the murder. The force's record is clear again, Jim. Glad of that. Yes, Desmond will hang. Bart and Dirk will go to jail for attempted murder. Uh, you can't And see. you've been an accessory after the fact, Sherman. With that and blackmail, you'll spend the next 20 years behind bars. Now all we have to do is take them back to town, Jim, lock them up, and get you a promotion. Then we can say this case is closed. <laughs> In just a moment, Sergeant Preston will give you a preview of Wednesday's adventure. Ride em, cowboys! <laughs> Say, do you know the breakfast that's a favorite with so many top-action Hollywood movie stars? It's this breakfast. It's nourishing, swell-tasting Quaker puff rice or Quaker puff wheat with milk or cream and fruit. These king-size, ready-to-serve premium grains of rice or wheat pack a double-barrel taste wallop. They're good for you. They're shot from guns. Yes, actually exploded up to eight times normal size to make them crisp and tender. And to be sure of getting the original, crisp, fresh, Quaker-puffed wheat and Quaker-puffed rice shot from guns, always buy the big red and blue packages with the smiling Quaker man on the front. They're never sold in bags or bulk. Tomorrow, sure, enjoy this breakfast treat. 
eat the one and only delicious, nutritious Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat. Listen Wednesday when Sergeant Preston and Yukon King meet the challenge of the Yukon in the case of the trap that failed. Jim Bolden was a young dog trainer who was a friend of King and me. But when he became engaged to his boss's daughter, he incurred the hatred of another man who set a trap for him. When King and I stepped into the picture, Jim had been accused of murder. Be sure to hear this exciting adventure Wednesday. These radio dramas, a feature of the challenge of the Yukon Incorporated, are created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Fred Flowerday, and supervised by Charles D. Livingston. The part of Sergeant Preston is played by Paul Sutton. They are brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this same time by Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice. The breakfast cereal shot from gun. Your best bet for hot breakfast is Quaker Oats. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Delicious, nutritious, makes you feel ambitious. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Yes, if you want to be a star in sports and school activities, make your hot cereal Quaker Oats. Because Quaker Oats helps grow the stars of the future. You get more growth more endurance from oatmeal than from any other whole grain cereal. Remember, Quaker and Mother's Oats are the same. This is J. Michael wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good health from Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. So long. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.